Tales. What's going on in the night sky this weekend? Welcome to Wendy's. My name is Subway. Can I take your order? Get the answers to these questions and more. Maybe not that one. On this episode of Knickknack News, <laughs> a news podcast featuring exciting tech breakthroughs, scientific discoveries, and fun, uplifting news stories without the political drama. I'm Anthony. And I'm Alex. And my first story today is internet slang news. Okay, this is from the New York Times. And the headline is, what is EJBOL? <laughs> or I-J-B-O-L. Are we supposed to say it out loud? The article said it was pronounced EJBOL, so that's why I'm, <laughs> that's why I'm saying that. I, I don't know. <laughs> Which, they're both, they're both difficult. <laughs> I-J-B-O-L is just a lot of letters. It's, it is a lot. And EJBOL is like, ugh. so I, I don't know what's, I don't know what's. There's, it's a hard, rock and a hard place. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so let me explain what this is. Um, so an intro. First, there was LOL, or Laugh Out Loud, an acronym that first appeared in the 1980s. Oh, wow. Yeah, very, very early. I didn't realize that was internet. older than me. Me too, yeah. That became the reigning shorthand online for what people found funny for a long time. Then came R-O-F-L, rolling on the floor laughing, and L-M-A-O, laughing my ass off, and even nonverbal cues like smiling emojis. Well, according to this article, most type these terms actually straight-faced in real life, um, and so the New York Times says that, that that fact has relegated them to dull punctuation added carelessly to the end of a message. Until now. <laughs> Until now. I'm like, yeah, okay. I kind of. Uh, yeah, I do that with LOL. I kind LOL. of see that. I mean, like, I, I overuse often. LOL. I, like, I, I just. I abuse it yeah. all the time. Same. Sorry, LOL. <laughs> Sorry, LOL. So now the internet wants to revitalize laughing online, apparently, with a new term, I-J-B-O-L. Pronounced Ejbol, according to this article. Nope. You don't like that. I can just I, say IJBOL. Will it I mean, make you, you more comfortable if you I say IJBOL? You can say it if that's what's supposed to be. I'm just, <laughs> I'm not going to. Okay. I hate that. Okay. So IJBOL stands for <laughs> I Just Burst Out Laughing. The term is not necessarily novel or different from how other iterations of internet laughter are used, but it describes something people actually do. So that's what they're saying the distinction is. Sure. Even though I would argue that laughing out loud is the same thing, but okay. Right. Also, I feel like maybe that's the case for now, but there's no way it doesn't just go the same way as LOL, right? Right. Eventually. Eventually. It will. Except, but not yet. I just don't know if it'll have the staying power because it's, it's so much longer. It's like, oh, gosh. I, I know. Because here's the, part of the reason that LOL has lasted for so long is because it's so easy to type. So easy. Not only it's is it only three letters. Letter. It, yeah, it's three, three letters, two, but yeah. it's only two letters. And they're right next to each other. <laughs> and it's just like... On the keyboard, so you're yeah. just like... Dla. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. It's... Dla. Yeah. So easy. So it just easy. flows through the hands. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's not a real... Flows through the hands. Yep. <laughs> That's not a real expression. But, yep. Flows but I just, I just made that up. F-T-T-H. Flows <laughs> through the hands. F-T-T-H. Flows through the hands. We have to put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> That's amazing. We have to remember to do that. Um, so according to this article, IJBOL homes in on a type of laugh that may come in inappropriate or untimely settings. And their examples are at a funeral, <laughs> in reaction to a punchline, 
just a beat too late, <laughs> or when you suddenly remember something funny. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> okay. Ellie, then now that they've quoted some like Gen Z people say, in this, a arc- young person says, a young, <laughs> a young whippersnapper. Um, <laughs> Ellie Jackson, a 25 year old bank analyst, uses IJBOL instead of LOL because she said it more accurately reflected what happened behind the screen while scrolling through social media. Like she feels like it's actually what she actually does. Like, oh, I just burst out laughing instead of like, LOL, I guess. I guess. Okay. Um, I'm not convinced yet. And the article said that for Gen Zers, it comes as a replacement for a slew of terms that no longer feel fitting for them, I guess. Um, This is a quote from Michael Massinio, a 27-year-old content creator who lives in Australia, who says, I don't like LMAO. It's just not what I do. (laughs) (laughs) I I associate LMAO with millennial humor. But then I associate IJBOL with Gen Z humor, which is funnier. I don't agree that it's funnier. So that 27 is still a millennial. Oh, I thought they're like, that's right on the border. They're probably on the cusp, but I think it's until like 1996. So, oh, yeah. Wait, are they like, they're past that? They're past the, um, technically, they're past the cutoff. The cutoff. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. But, well, well, this person doesn't like millennial humor, apparently. Also, I never use LMAO. I don't use LMAO either, so <laughs> I just use LMAO. Once again, it's too far apart. It's four it's, whole it's letters. It's too many letters. It's too hard to type. Where The A is all the way on that side of the keyboard. It's factually incorrect at all times. I have not, not once laughed my ass off. Yeah. <laughs> not once. I also don't think I've ever used Raffle either. Yeah. I don't not on a, not. I've used it ironically, I think. But never, okay, never, maybe, never sincerely. But, yeah. Also, I've also never rolled on the floor laughing. Again, this is just, it's just inaccurate. <laughs> right. On the internet, IJBOL, which was explored last month by Mashable, has been closely associated with celebrities, including Nicki Minaj and Taylor Swift, because apparently they do this. They burst out laughing randomly or something. Do they use the acronym? I don't think they use the acronym. I think people on like Twitter and stuff use this to describe like how they how they act. act. Yes, <laughs> and also okay. it's been associated also on Twitter with Vice President Kamala Harris, who also seems to like <laughs> randomly burst out laughing. I guess. Um, okay. And then the article also pointed out that this acronym was actually entered into Urban Dictionary all the way back in two thousand and nine. Oh wow! But it didn't pick up speed until twenty twenty one, where it got popular in the K-pop fan community hmm. who actually used it to cat. Well, they categorize certain people according to internet acronyms, I guess. Um, so like the label people as like an IJBOL, if they're a celebrity who like laughs all the time. And then the other example, like, I guess there's other things like this. Like, so one of them is DPMO, which means don't piss me off for celebrities who get angry about everything. <laughs> so they have these like labels for celebrities. So one of them is IJBOL. <laughs> and so that's actually where it got like, Huh. first started like picking up steam okay and then apparently now it's like spilling into other places in the internet i guess from that um this article also quotes michelle mcsweeney a city university of new york professor who studies digital laughter which i'm like that sounds really fun and <laughs> specific very very specific so she says niche corners of the internet like k-pop fandoms can produce spaces of creativity where new lexicons are invented 
Um, and she said, it doesn't surprise me that it first started on K-pop Twitter because that's also a pretty tight-knit community that communicates a lot with each other and creates new norms. Hmm. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, and then this article also said, though, like, that when outsiders start adopting a colloquial term, like, eventually the word will lose its specificity and it'll become less fun. Um, and Professor McSweeney used, like, LOL as, like, an example of this. Like, sure. nowadays, like, you would say that – you could say that to, like, your boss at work. You could say that to anybody. Mm-hmm. But people kind of want terms that are, like, more – like, you talk to your best friend and it, like, means something fun or whatever that you're not just going to use, like, with anyone. Right. Um, and so LOL is kind of, like, has lost that specialness at this point. So that's why, like, new words will end up in the lexicon because people want that. So I'm going to try sending IJ – B-O-L to my boss and see what he thinks. <laughs> he's not, he's going to be, be like, like, what is that? What does that mean? <laughs> one time, <laughs> this just reminded me, one time I, I, <laughs> I sent an email with a TLDR at the top uh-huh. and I used TLDR and my boss was like one of the people and she like sends me this message. She's like, what does TLDR mean? <laughs> and I was like, oh, uh-huh. I didn't realize. I, I, just I thought that one had crossed into yeah. the common I, I thought people common like commonly knew that and then I was like, I should think about who my audience is sometimes when I use acronyms. <laughs> I like, you felt bad. I was like, oh, it's this. <laughs> um, anyway, but yeah, so IJBOL or EJBOL. Uh, no. That yeah, just, I don't think I like EJBOL. EJBOL sounds like a bacteria or a disease. <laughs> it kind of does. <laughs> like, it does. It sounds like a, like a bacteria. I have like EJBOLitis. Like an EJBOL infection? Ew. Oh, no. Oh, it just... I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, I just I just grossed out Anthony by accident. I'm really sorry. Anyway, um okay. yeah, we all we, we learned a new word. My first story this week is whale news. <laughs> this is from Gizmodo and the headline is On the heels of a heavy whale paleontologists find a puny one. So last week we talked about a big whale. Yeah. A big whale that might be the biggest whale, or it might just be big because it had a very large range of possible weights. That's the one with the, with the, with the rendering. And then they only had that part of the spine, right? Right. They had like a tiny little part of it and they're like, it's the biggest animal that ever lived. It's like, okay, well, we'll be, we'll see. But now they found a small one and this one, they, I think do have a more complete skeleton of, so they're quite confident it's small. Um, but yeah, just a week after a team of researchers announced the discovery of one of the heaviest animals to ever be on Earth, uh, a separate team of researchers has announced the discovery of one of the smallest extinct whales. Um, it's named uh, Tutsidus rhyanensis. Wow, that's hard. Tutsidus rhyanensis, yeah. And it lived in Egypt during the Eocene period about 41 million years ago. Wait, it lived in Egypt and it's called Tut something? So it yes. could be like King Tut? It is named after King Tut, in fact. Oh! So, yeah, well recognized. Cool! Um, it's an estimated 8 feet and 2 inches long and weighs about 412 pounds. So, quite small for a whale, if you think about yeah. it. Um, the whale, named for the pharaoh Tutankhamun. Uh-huh. Uh, is considered the smallest known basilosaurid which is an extinct family of fully aquatic whales and is also the same family as the whale that we talked about last week. Cool. Um, So the research describing the species was published Thursday in Communications Biology. 
Uh, and the uh, the fossilized remains of this whale were found in 2012 in Egypt's Fayum Depression, which is a rich fossil bed for ancient whales. Uh, they say that because in 2021, a team discovered a four-legged whale uh, called Pheomycetus uh, Anubis, another Egyptian reference in there, uh, also dating to the Eocene uh, in that region. Hmm. So this is the second new whale, at least in recent years, that they found there. Uh the uh, the new whale's discovery is easily juxtaposed with the last with last week's discovery of Parasitus colossus, a massive basilosaurid, which weighed anywhere between ninety three point seven and seven and three hundred and seven three hundred and seventy four point eight tons. So again, like a three hundred ton window there. Wow. Where they're really not sure how big it could have been until they find a more complete skeleton, if they ever do. Um, and yeah, both the massive and the diminutive whale species still had vestigial hind limbs, um, which is a relic of their semi-aquatic and terrestrial forebears. So they both had those like little useless legs on the back that um, were still around but didn't actually do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, in summary, it's been, as this article puts it, quite a week for whales. Two basilosaurs on opposite ends of the creature's mass ranges have been described within days of each other. So. The article said discovered, but it's like they were definitely not discovered within days of each other. Yeah. That's not how this works. Um, yeah. Now a little teeny whale. That's, to go, that's cool. To go along with giant big whale. I'd like to see a picture if you have one. Uh, so this is what they think it might have looked like. <laughs> <laughs> kind of dopey. What's with its face? Oh. It's got a big smile. <laughs> <laughs> It does. It does. Hey, you know what? This one is less ridiculous looking than the other yeah. the giant whale. This one at picture. least has like a big head. Like the proportions of it look mm-hmm. more expected. I'll say that. Yeah. Than the other one. Though it's interesting because I feel like it's almost got the proportions of like a seal in a way. Yeah, it looks more like a or, or like, like a dolphin or something. Right, yeah, like a seal with a dolphin's head. Yes. Can you see that? I can. Does that look? Yeah. It's yeah. weird. It's a weird. Like looking. I wouldn't think that that's a like. If I just saw that picture, I wouldn't be like, oh, a whale. whale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Agreed. I, I. It's not what I would have expected, but I. It's an ancient whale, so forty-one yeah, million years so. can change a species. Yes, it can. <laughs> okay, my next story is meteor news. Oh, that was meaty. This is meatier. Do you want me to keep that in? <laughs> I will. I will keep that in. Um, this is from CNN.com, and the headline is, Meteors will streak across the sky in one of the year's most anticipated celestial displays. Woo! This weekend, yay. For whatever reason, this weekend wasn't in the headline, but... I added it. Um, the the person meteor shower will reach its peak this weekend, according to the American Meteor Society. We have talked about this in the past. Yeah. The peak window will be August 12th and 13th. Oh, that's convenient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, the moon will be at 10% illumination on those days because it's a, I didn't write this down, a waning crescent. Yes, I think. Okay. Um, which means it's, a, it's one of the crescents. It's one of the crescents. Waning or waxing. <laughs> um, which means that the light from the moon is less likely to drown out the light from the meteors at, um, if 
if you're trying to see it at hours where the moon is also there. So the Persids will be most visible to viewers in the northern hemisphere just a few hours before dawn, and there is potential to see over 50 meteors per hour if you're looking at that at those times. It's a pretty good MPH. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that you made an acronym because oh. they had – there's apparently an acronym for – and I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I don't remember this. There's a number used to describe the number of meteors you see per hour. It's called the zenith hourly rate. Have we talked about this before? Because no. I don't remember hearing this. It said this in this article. So it's the ZHR, and it's how many meteors you could see under the darkest conditions, assuming it was radiating from the highest point in the sky. So basically, like, in the most ideal viewing conditions, how many meteors would you see every hour? Oh, okay. Interesting. So, I did not know that existed. Yeah. So, like, you're not actually probably going to see that number because that those conditions won't actually happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, the higher that is, like, they they, you know, scale it down to like, okay, you probably will see this. So for this meteor shower, the ZHR is 100, which is like really high. So that's why they're saying like, in reality, it could be like around like 50, 50 per hour that you would see. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, if you can kind of get away from like city light pollution. Um, and like they said, like early, like really early morning hours is when you're likely to see it. So, huh, okay. so yeah, just got to get up really early and Go outside and hope there's no cloudy. See some light, yes. Yeah. See some lights. Woot. My last story is Subway News. That's right. This is from NBC News, and we're talking about it again. The headline is, Subway says nearly 10,000 people have offered to legally change their names to Subway to get free sandwiches for life. <laughs> I cannot believe this. <laughs> That's, I'll admit that's more people, (laughs) more people than I thought. I think when we talked about this story originally, we were like, well, somebody's going to. Yeah. I, when I said that, I didn't mean 10,000 somebodies. I thought maybe like a handful of people would be interested. I I, Um, I figured it, like, okay, I could see like a few hundred people of all the people that that was exposed to, which was like many, many people. Like, okay, maybe. Yeah, ten, nearly 10,000 people. That's a lot. Um, they announced this on Tuesday uh, that nearly 10,000 people would legally change their name to Subway to receive free sandwiches for life and that they did so within 96 hours of the original offers being <laughs> unveiled last month. So not only like did... Immediately. Yeah, not only were there <laughs> 10,000 people that said they would, that was all within like a few days. Um, so that's cool. Wow. Uh, <laughs> One winner will be selected this month, Subway said. In addition to the sandwiches, the winner will receive money to reimburse legal and processing costs to complete the name chase process, which we also mentioned in the last story. There's really not like a lot to this article. I just wanted to follow up. So yeah, I'm thank sure you. people were curious. Thank you for following up. Um, but yeah, there's, there's too many people <laughs> want to be Subway, so they have to choose one. Um, it also sounds like, because this is the question I had last time, that you don't have to already have changed your name to enter the contest. Yes. You you have to be selected and then change your And then your you name. change your name. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully nobody misunderstood. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope so. It's like, huh, a lot of people coming in to change their name to Subway recently. Um, yeah, because that would be unfortunate for them when they find out that they're, they're not the Subway. Um, yeah, the article just said, like, this promotion follows the debut of the chain's first ever offering of f- freshly sliced meats in U.S. restaurants. Apparently now they slice them live oh. instead of pulling them out of a bin. 
Um, hmm. And they also said it's a, they've got a reboot of the rest of their menu, which, okay. I don't know what that looks like. But yeah, they have 37,000 restaurants in over 100 countries, so whoever gets their name changed is uh, going to be set. If they, I mean, hopefully they don't get sick yeah, of Subway, because that would be yeah. tragic. <laughs> not only I mean, would they not they want to eat anymore. They won't be forced to eat the Subway. No, They'll no, just no, no. always have access to free food if they're near Subway. Right, but if they get sick of it, like, they're going to have a constant reminder of, of Subway. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Being their name. <laughs> if, if that were me, eventually, like, I definitely would get sick of Subway, like, very quickly. And I'd start probably doing th- weird things, like going in and just asking for, like, just bread or something. Yeah, like, can so, you just, like, not eat a sandwich. give me a handful of olives? <laughs> yeah, like, like you're, you're doing your grocery shopping, like, at Subway. It's like, oh, yeah, can I have some turkey? You just bring, like, jars. Can I have and, like, a half pound of Tupperware? turkey? Yeah. <laughs> Half pound of the, the the sliced cheese and um and some of the bread the bread rolls. Thank you. And then you like leave with like bag. <laughs> it's like the deli counter at the store. Anyway, hey, if you change <laughs> if you change your name, you should be allowed to do whatever you want. I agree. I agree. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday, and as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. If you want to share a story with us about sharing a name with a restaurant or anything else, you can send us an email at knickknacknews at gmail.com. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.